0: We continue to watch people make the claim of masks as good. Of masks as valuable and important. That you have to wear a mask. That's the only way to stay safe. But we know that's not true. We know the science isn't there. We know that the science doesn't bring us into that place. And we know certainly... That kids in schools wearing masks all day? I was on a flight to to Arizona. Three hours? Three hours on a plane with a mask? It's awful. That's just three hours for like two days. Not five days a week. I I know I'm fortunate that I work in such a capacity that I don't... I, 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 even when people were wearing masks, not me... It's not because I was trying to, you know, yeah, I'm not going to buy in or stick it to the man. My life didn't require it. If you were a business that required a mask, okay. You weren't 100% sure at the time, okay. But when you became sure and you still required it, notice I said a business. Because when the government mandated, I said, okay, this is just wrong. Government should not be in the business of mandating masks. And they should have been fought aggressively the governor of 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 indiana my state you know is like hey you gotta wear a mask oh you're wrong oh we haven't spoken since i I don't i don't think he's broken up about it i'm pretty sure of that tony katz tony katz today it's good to be with you facebook tony katz radio the phone number 833 got tony 833-468-8669 Government shouldn't be mandating masks. Well, Tony, it's a once-in-a-hundred-year virus. What does that matter to me? It's the same kind of mathematics that would have one saying uh, that um, it's it's a virus. So really, the Constitution doesn't apply here. Um, The Constitution applies here. The Constitution always applies. There's never a moment where it doesn't apply. And anybody who says otherwise is clearly wrong. But this aggressive nature on masks. So much more a narrative conversation than a factual conversation. And when you see people, vaccinated or not, outside wearing a mask, I'm not saying they can't live their lives. I'm saying that they they must know somewhere that they're fooling no one, including themselves. But I go back to the, to the parents, I go back to the kids in school wearing masks every single day. I mean, somebody has to ask the question, I've heard this in passing, what in the world are in these masks? But did anybody ever do an analysis, did anyone ever take a look at the masks? Scott Morfield joins us right now from townhall.com uh, spent three years doing media and politics reporting for Daily Caller and also a couple years with the people over at BizPak Review. His bylines have been with The Federalist, American Greatness, uh, The Hill, and a series of others. He joins us right now because the story, Scott, a group of parents sent their kids face masks to a lab for analysis. Here's what they found is the most titillating and frightening headline i have read in a long time so who are these parents where's where's their school district and what did they find out yeah
1: thanks for having me um six parents in florida um gainesville out of gainesville and they decided uh, just getting frustrated at the constant mass mask wearing for for the kids and it's just really tragic that we've imposed this on the group that is at the least statistical risk from COVID and also the least statistical spread of COVID. And we're imposing this on them still under the premise that, well, we haven't haven't approved the vaccine for something that they are not at risk for. So these parents got frustrated and thought, hey, let's send off the masks to the lab and get them analyzed and see what's on those masks. So interestingly, they, they found lots of baddies, and you can look at the post. You're right, it's a pretty scary headline. I can't even pronounce all these things. Let me
0: try. So Wait, let a- me let me try. First, here's what they <laughs> found. Uh, as you describe it, 11 alarmingly dangerous pathogens. Yep. Streptococcus pneumoniae, which is pneumonia. Mycobacterium tuberculosis, which is tuberculosis. Neisseria meningitis. Meningititis. Which is um, can lead to meningitis and sepsis. Acanthamoeba polyphaga, which can lead to keratitis and gran- granulomatose amoebic encephalitis. Well, we can figure out the encephalitis part. This list is can, yeah. this one causes Lyme disease. This one causes diphtheria. This one causes Legionnaires' disease, which is Legionella Ego, uh, uh, pneumophila. Go ahead. Yeah, E. coli, right? Right, and E. coli this- is on, on the list, food poisoning. They found all this from a series of masks. Um, has anybody asked whether or not this is uh, something that could be duplicated or you would find the same types of things around the country, the same in Texas, the same in Indiana, the same in California, the same in New York?
1: Yeah, the, the idea is that, uh, hey, we need to study this because nobody's studying it until now. Nobody's really, I mean, we've all suspected it, right? We've all said, hey, you can't, oh, and and by the way, the one thing they did not find was COVID-19 or any viruses, really, because guess what? Masks don't stop viruses. Um, You know, we knew that too. But it's interesting, you know, all of us suspected all along that if you put a cloth right next to your face and you breathe in and out of that cloth, you're creating a warm, moist environment, where bacteria can collaborate and spread. So the bacteria, you know, people on the comments and people on Twitter, some of them come back and they say, oh, well, that's good, right? That's a pro-mask position because the mask stopped all this horrible bacteria from reaching the kid. No, the mask is creating a breeding ground for those bacteria. And so the child is having to breathe that in. And so you've got doctors who have, Reported increased cases of strep, increased cases of just rashes, and you know, uh, tooth decay, and just just long term things that are caused by common sense. You know, having that right next to you and and breathing it in all the time. So um, it's it's uh, it calls for further study. I mean, it's only a few masks, right? But they wore it. They only wore it for one day, and. They also tested a shirt as a shirt sleeve as a control group. So it's not like all these things are just on everything that we wear. Um, It's particularly concentrated on the masks. So that's significant. And you would think that the media would want to study that more. Uh, no, not really we, we, we have seen
0: far too often narrative before facts talking to Scott Moorfield of townhall.com. Uh, uh, I want to go to one more piece uh, that you did on masks, which is about a legal win in Florida, Florida appeals court. Um and, and what you refer to as a devastating blow to forced masking. Now, when you say forced masking, you're talking about counties that have mask mandates or some states had mask mandates and certainly um, gotten rid of them in in many cases. This is, I think you pronounce it, Alachua County, um, right. was a pushback on their mask requirement. What was the requirement and what did the first district court say? Yeah,
1: basically two to one... Um, that that said, hey, uh, the right to be litigant alone by government does exist in Florida as part of a right of privacy that our Supreme Court has declared to be fundamental. So it's construed the fundamental right to be so broad as to include the complete freedom of a person to control his own body. So uh, under this construction says a person reasonably can expect not to be forced by the government to put something on his own face against his will. So basically, Using the, uh, the right to privacy um, to say, hey, you know, even a, even a pandemic doesn't give a government the right to force you to wear something against your will, um, uh, particularly something as onerous as this. And, and, of course, I take issue with the whole, oh, it's just a mask. It's just a small thing. It's not. It's a big thing. And, uh, and, and these mandates have to be fought. So this is significant, I think. Um, as far as just paving the way for a lawsuit, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's obviously going to be appealed uh, to, the, uh, to the Supreme Court. But what's interesting is the Supreme Court of Florida is pretty conservative. Most uh, four, I think three out of the seven were appointed by DeSantis. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. But it's definitely a good win that kind of paves the way for some better things.
0: Scott dot townhall.com, S-K Moorefield M-O-R-E-F-I-E-L-D. That's where you find him on Twitter. I appreciate you taking uh, the, the time. I've got a lot to get to, including the White House making a move on Ukraine. And if you haven't heard yet from Joe Rogan, oh, his words on CNN, about CNN, are just glorious. That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz.